Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Greetings, weary traveler. Come warm yourself by the fire and let us regale you with mighty tales. Tales of heroism, tales of adventure, tales of Tamriel. I am your host, Ajelos, and I am back with, well, we have some pretty awesome guys here on the stream. We've got uh, Lotus of Doom. How are you, sir? I am well. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. Glad to have you back. And of course, we've got Promethean. Yes, back after a long, like two weeks, but a long time. <laughs> Has it been two weeks? It's been a while. Yeah, yeah I, think, I was I think traveling so. quite often a lot. The past yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's been a little while. Unfortunately, Arkaneer Silver Shield is not here. He is getting married uh, to an Altmer. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it's one of those, uh, the Altmer that are on the fringe society. Like, what, what are they called? Help me out here. They, they had a term in Somerset for when they're the outcast. They didn't have any other marriage, you know, prospects, so they figured... Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you... Oh, shoot. Yeah, yes. re remember the I, one no, where I they wanted exactly. the painting? I just can't remember what yes, they're called. I do, and I don't. I'm going to Google it, though. Okay. Well, you know, it was, it was a pretty bad situation. Apparently, she's gotten messed up with some weird magicka. She has, like, four arms like three noses and oddly enough she still looks better than most other elves so <laughs> but you know i guess ark had it in his heart to to marry up i guess so yeah, he's a very caring nord he is he is i guess the dowry was pretty sweet too because i guess uh she's going to give him a race change token to altmer and oh, good for him. yeah and he changing his class too to a sexplar Yep, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. He'll really enjoy the start of this show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in all, a, in all, cracks sound uh, familiar? Yes. Yep, that's it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, yep, that's the yeah. one. Well, that's yeah, what it is. What... Uh, so yeah, we got um, we got that. But no, in all seriousness, uh, we hope Ark feels better. He was uh, unfortunately started getting a migraine before the beginning of the show and was unable to actually to join us. He did try, but it got too bad for him. So Yeah, I was going to say those are unbearable, so our our hope hopes he feels and, better soon. Hopes and prayers go with him that he feels better uh in the meantime. So when he gets 
here's this episode, I'm sure he'll get very angry and probably give himself another migraine. Yeah, almost certainly. <laughs> First a blood vessel. Probably be at the gym too late or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Like, this would be a great workout day for him because of the f- pure anger that would be fueling his reps. I'm he telling really should you. just listen to the podcast right before he goes to the gym and he'll put up a new bench record every time. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely will. He definitely will. Uh, we've got a fun show planned for you guys we got a little bit of tales to go over from myself as well as uh lotus and of course promethean promethean should have a good bit since it's been a few weeks since we've been together so we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens i don't know um we do have a good bit of news to cover not all of it is elder scrolls related but it does relate to the parent company and it's probably going to cause a little bit of drama <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's this is going to be a little bit awkward news wise. It's going to be fun. It's yeah, gonna be it'll fun. be very interesting. Yeah. So we have that, of course. And of course, we have our networking in a NERN segment at the end of the show. Uh, but before we jump into all of that, we definitely got to give a shout out to all of our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash dungeon crawler network, including our newest patron patron. I cannot speak tonight. Uh, Eric B, a.k.a. Dark Spring. Thank you so much for supporting us over there. You definitely help bring the metaphorical torches, keeping them lit, and listening to what we do each and every week, even though I have no idea after last week why anyone would do such a thing. I assume they just haven't fully caught up to how inept we are. No. Well, it's actually <laughs> funny because I, I, I spoke with the patron. They joined our Discord. Lovely person. And... They were like, oh, yeah, I started listening to all the back episodes. I was like, oh, dear, please tell me you listen to the newer ones. Our audio is so much better. Oh, no, no, no. I I listened to those first. Now I'm going back through all the rest of them. I'm like, man, if we power to you, sir. I mean, hey, I did it myself. I understand. And also, hello to all of the awesome people who are joining us over at twitch.tv slash Dungeon Crawl Network. All of the awesome chat. We got Isha always in chat because she's awesome and of course i see uh sinister souls in there as well thank you so much as well as all the people who support us via their twitch prime and twitch subs over there that does help us out as well and of course now we have the dragon emote yeah got a dragon emote in there that's pretty nice it's a um for those who don't know if you look really closely at the emote it's not a dragon face it's my face because we have a meme within our own community, my dragon, <laughs> you know, D-R-A-G-G-O-N, mm-hmm. because of my uh, my lore hate from anytime someone calls a Daedric Titan a dragon. I'm like, it's not a real dragon. Anyway, so that well, was plus it. Plus, you always live on a mountain of gold. <laughs> yeah, that too. I'm the only dragon. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's the meme. So I had them redo it for us and... It looks pretty awesome. So. I like it. It looks good. Yeah. And that was actually done by an amazing member of our community, as well as the Ashes of Creation community, Vox of V. He does this amazing comic uh, called Antics of Creation. And he actually did all of our Twitch loyalty badges, too, the Viking Shields. So we have all of our, oh. our Nordic Viking Shields. Yeah, those came out great. I actually noticed those last time. I'm a big fan of Yeah, <laughs> he's, a big fan of those. He did amazing work. I told him I was you know obviously eso we're all very nord here so follow viking themes so he made us all the viking shields 
So I'm very, very pleased with those. He's a very talented artist. Very talented artist. Oh, I'm getting some feedback from somebody. I'm not yeah, sure. Let's see where'd that come from. Is someone listening to us on Twitch? <laughs> I have our chat up, but you're, we are super mute. Nice. nice. Listening to myself once is more than enough for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think it's Promethean. It's picking up from him, so that's okay. He muted. It's probably my mic. Yeah, I'm going to go push to talk. All right, Man, that'll work. Nice. All right, that'll work. Yep. I hear myself. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, we didn't hear it prior. I was going to say it worked before. When everything goes live, everything well, goes on fire. And and the funny thing is we do sound checks before this, and we had no issue. But, but it's funny because this happened on our uh, Ashes show the other like yesterday. <laughs> we did a sound check. Everything was perfect. It was amazing. We started the show, and then Storm's Lord's mic just stopped working. Like Fantastic. He literally got done talking three seconds before we went live, and then it stopped working. Oh, it, was, it was nice. a nice. fun situation. Technology. Uh, one thing I do want to make note of, if you do support us over at Twitch, our patron, you do gain access to all of our podcasts early, at least 24 hours. And we also have been doing post shows uh, every once in a while for our podcast, where we kind of interact with people who show up live in Twitch, and then also record it and give it off to our patrons so they get to watch a little post show. Our actually Ashes of Creation show from the Ashes um our our post show last night lasted as long as the real show did so (laughs) nice that was interesting anyway we're here to talk about eso let's go ahead and jump right on into tales i've been farming and doing all of the dailies in order to actually get feathers i just got my third feather on day one I had enough to- tickets saved up to get my feather on day one. In fact, I actually have two of the first two feathers. So I have two of the emerald, two of the ir- uh, incandescent one, and then one of the whatever the third so one is. So you did end up buying the second one? I did. I did. In order- so is there a perk to buying two of them as compared to one? The- apparently how this is going to work is it's not so much you get berries from what I've been told. You don't get berries to get a new mount. It's They literally have four different mounts to get. So this is supposed to be a multi-year saga. So next year when you do it, you can then get the second color mount. I got you. I thought, yeah, I thought it was you purchase like berries and then... That's what I yeah. thought originally too, but what everyone's telling me that they you have to do is it's you actually have to get multiple mounts. Interesting. I, mean, well, I guess I that makes sense, one. though, because if you, like, evolve the nascent one into, like, the Onyx Indric, I, you can't go back, really, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So may, maybe it's something with berries, but you need... I think probably what it'll be is that there may be a berry that you have to buy, but when you get That's the... That's what I'm wondering. You get the yeah. mount, and you can turn it into one... But if you get multiple mounts, you can turn you, it into... Yeah, I turn this yeah, one into I think this thing, this one into another thing. thing. Yeah. So on down the line. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and as Isha says, yeah, no, uh, poor Promethean's <laughs> internet is struggling to handle and so he's going to be a little... Think of him as a, um, as a painting that kind of follows you around. Yeah, picture Bob Ross. He's got a happy little tree in the background. Happy little tree. We just got a happy little tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, unfortunately, like the Harry Potter paintings. <laughs> The singing painting, yeah, that's fine with me. I like that. Um, so, what else did I been? I've been farming some. Uh, I've been doing the daily still from Clockwork City because I actually got like three more of the motif pages for oh, nice. Apostle. I have like five of them now, so that was really cool. I started. I sold. Yeah, I still. Oh, you were selling them? Uh, yeah. I, I well, I have them all. So I've been reciting, like basically, I don't even remember how I got them all. Oh, you know what I, I was going to say? I don't remember why I have. It's because I achievement farmed each of the dailies and got them as a result. Mm-hmm. And my buddies were doing it too. So we just traded amongst ourselves. So this event, I was just like, okay, I'm doing this just for the things. And they just kept giving me the motifs. So I looked up what the value was, undercut everybody on the market, and then just sold mine. <laughs> That's fair. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even do the, like, <laughs> I think I have 10 or 12 dailies in each one now, not mm-hmm. anywhere near the, what you need. Probably, yeah, that crow one is rough. Yeah, that crow one, I think I have five. Like, yeah, total. 30 days of that was the bane of my existence. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much. I, I know I have only, I think I only have the first unlock, like literally only the first unlock of each mm-hmm. achievement. Um. I really do like the Apostle one, but yeah, I, I definitely try to learn them because I don't know if people know this or not, but the your chance at getting a Master Writ is actually tied to how many motifs you know. Yep, and if I didn't know better, I'd say it specifically looked for the 11 I don't have so that it can only give me those styles. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thank you, Sinister, uh, or Sinister's souls james for the sub on twitch make sure you join our discord uh which i will put up in the chat right now and of course if you're listening on the podcast please check it out in the description of the podcast you should have access to or off our website dungeoncrawlernetwork.com link your twitch and you'll gain access to our dcn supporters channel channel i cannot speak tonight (laughs) i was fine earlier and um you can get access to all of our stuff early as well as when I like to tease things out. So thank you so much for that. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, so yeah, that's really what I've been doing. I've been messing around with my build a little bit. Uh, I finally got all the pieces of hulking Draugr for my PVP set. And I've been running dungeons in order to get tokens to actually switch it over to good traits. Cause you know, I have, oh, gotcha. I have a plethora yeah. of whatever traits they are. Who knows what they are? Either. Invigorating or whatever other yeah. useless thing it is. Yeah. I've still been running it in PvP, even with the bad traits. Oh, and I just, I hit so hard, guys. So oh, fast. Yeah, sometimes a bad trait, it's like the set's so good. It's like, man, this will be great when it's correct, but it's better than not. Like, I'd rather a trash trait and a wrong weight, but at least have the set done. Yeah, well, and, and that's part of it, though, because all the the sets that I would actually be adding to it or the traits I'd be adding don't actually affect the damage. The set does the damage. It right. affects my survivability. I, I believe I'll be more survivable once I get, like, impen traits on everything. Mm-hmm. But in reality, those traits aren't going to add to my damage. My damage is the same regardless. It's just I might be a little bit more squishy. But if I can get on somebody, oh, Oh, I blow them apart when it comes to, <laughs> like, Power of the Light just does so much damage. That burst damage. Mm, it's 
it's pretty sick guys like it's it's beautiful it is absolutely beautiful um i hopped into cyrodiil the other day to check out the bridges of course they were all broken yep so so i've so i was told by arc and so i confirmed by looking in i was like oh everything's destroyed all right cool so that is a thing yeah, I would have thought the one year Alessia would have at least been kept up so people could like PvP there. No, everything was destroyed. Mm. Um, I did a few dailies out in Cyrodiil. I don't even know why I was doing dailies out in Cyrodiil, just because I felt like being out there. Yep. Um, and I went to uh, Chain Hall in the north because that's one of my I favorites. Yeah. Um, it, it is Chain Hall, right? No. Yeah. Shaden Hall. Yeah. It's a snowy yeah, one. Shaden no, it's Burma. Yeah. It's Burma. Oh, yeah, Burma. I was because Shaden Hall's our home, like yeah. our freebie camp. But that, yeah, Burma is fighting between us and DC. It's the, the one with the snow and the dark anchor. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I have a bone to pick with the bridges, though. Okay. I feel like most of them are too far out of the way to make a difference in using them. Oh, like, like where the they're placed for their cell. Yeah, the placement of them seems impractical to pp and now i don't pdp a lot so this was just like me looking at the map and i was like this doesn't seem like a practical location can i did a lot of action can i give you a theory you can of course it's a good way of stopping an emperor push yeah because I, if you're I, trying I to see if you're trying to get all six keeps and you know they're going for that keep destroy the bridge because you can't go through the water it's slaughterfish you have to rebuild yeah. that that's yeah. their only purpose to stop cap, you know, stop them from capturing all six keeps. That's it. <clears throat> yeah. The inner ring is like, I mean, when you get yourself a Zerg, I mean, like just an example of like, I mean, I've been with many emperor pushes and my own was confusing enough, but luckily I had way better actual military people directing it. So it was much easier for me to do because I have no military tactics. Um, had there been the bridge factor, I feel like it would have been harder to navigate because literally it was like, okay, one of our Zergs hits from one side, one of our Zergs swings up from the other side, and we would just pincer smash everybody at the keep. Mm-hmm. And it's like if we lost a bridge and it's like everybody's just trying, because a lot of times you want to try to get as many of the Zerg in to the keep with as little attention going at it as possible because then they can't set up siege to hit you on the way in. Yeah. So you always try to hit from a direction that they wouldn't expect. And it's like, Oh, if you get the benefit of the bridge, well, you can swing in from this side, but it's like the bridge is down. It's like, okay, well now they know at least where you're coming. So you're kind of almost walking yourself straight into a firing line. So I, I think you might be right. That would yep. be my guess. Okay. Too, guess. That makes more sense. Cause I was just in there. I was sky shark hunting and I was mm-hmm. like looking at like the lower, I think there's what, like three bridges and the, like the lower two, I was like, these seem just really far out of the way to make any kind of difference in like any yeah, PvP, but yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, it's almost to like filter the Zergs to hit each other head on so that it turns into like a Zerg fight as opposed to like swooping a Zerg around and taking out walls of a keep before anybody even knows they're there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's literally, yeah. It's only to stop the advance of a Zerg. No other reason. Like, because they don't, <laughs> in, in, if you're not going for that Emperor push, what's the point i'd let them destroyed or you know find another way around because you have the time it's when you're racing the clock to capture all six that a destroyed bridge right is a problem well that and they've been trying to zerg bust in this game since launch because right out the gate they're like oh boy it's just it's a zerg versus zerg versus zerg 
and people generally complain about that because there's like, oh, there's no skill in a Zerg, and then they put in Battlegrounds. So now it's like, okay, if you want to have skill, you go, you know, do all that, go to Battlegrounds. I mean, Cyrodiil is a Zerg war. Like, I mean, it's fundamentally part of it. That's how those wars were fought, even like back in medieval times. Is like, you, okay, you have your army smash into the other army. I mean, that's kind of what it is. Um, my my wife but, and I were talking about that because she wanted to play me in chess, and I had to explain <laughs> exactly what each piece did. And it was more for the case of she's like, I don't get why the pawns are doing this. I said, this is essentially a shield wall. So when they bash up, she's like, well, why can't they take each other? I'm like, well, imagine in medieval times when they were bashing their shields and more often than not, it was a deadlock to see who could push shoving to see who can get any type of Mm -hmm. shield. And that that's just it. It's like, I know they've wanted to break the Zerg thing, but I mean, they're never going to be able to fully take Zerging out. I mean, that's, that's how you take keeps. You need firepower and you need troops. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't see how they're going to mess with that at all. Because that is a fundamental part of the game, despite the fact if you like it or you don't like it. Exactly. It's. An, I mean, it might not be for you. It might not, but in, in the long scheme of it, that's how Cyrodiil was designed, and I mean, it's right. not a bad thing. No. It's I, just... I actually kind of enjoy it the way that it is. Um, I was just going to say that. Yeah, I, I have a lot like of fun it. getting in a big Zerg and just like smashing into people and unfortunately standing at gates and people are like, oh, don't stand in the oil. I was like, I'll do whatever I want because I'm built around being durable. Don't do what I do. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to have everybody get angry at me and then you guys can kill them because I certainly can't. Like, <laughs> Yeah, right. But yeah. Um. There was something else I was doing the other day, and I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, I've been, yeah, I said about running the Dire Frost because the one thing that's really nice about the new Undaunted event is you don't have to do the Undaunted dailies. Like, I thought you had to do the dailies. It's any dungeon that you finish. It has to be a group dungeon, but it doesn't have to be a daily. So, what oh, I've been really? doing is I've been queuing as tank to get in immediately doing dire frost because i know i can solo it and i get it done uh, in 10 minutes well i just learned something i thought it had to be the like mm-hmm. daily random so i'm like all right scrubs let's smash some stuff and no generally it was too. Uh, nope well i just did right. it before this show where i literally logged in cutest tank didn't he i didn't even leave the area where i was at <laughs> cutest tank went into dire frost and just ran through it because I know Dire Frost is one of the older dungeons that's shorter. Right, yeah, you can. And I farmed it so many times to get the uh, the Hulk yeah, and Draugr. I have it memorized. So, nope. It's when the final oh. boss dies, you're awarded the tickets. Well, that is very good to know because suddenly I'm going to stop getting random queued into Stormcaller with randoms and have to spend all the time teaching them, which is fine. But when I have 15 minutes before work and I just want to do a random normal, it's like, oh. 15 minutes, go do Dire Frost. You'll be done in less than 10. Yep. Huh. Mm -hmm. You're running a lot of Blessed Crucible to get that style page now. Yeah. Very interesting. Now, with you said Blessed Crucible to get the the Troll King. Doesn't it have to be in Vet? Yeah, but I can do it on Vet. If I take the... I can can take a group through it really Oh, but you are actually a tank. (laughs) Not like me. No, 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 on his, yeah, I was going to say, I, I, the only real issue to, um, that one 
is the well i mean it shouldn't be an issue but the the arena with the giant spider and the troll king uh spider, scorpion yeah and the beetles and every time i bring people in there that's usually their initiation i'm like all right well let's see you want to call yourself a healer heal through this and i just aggro the entire 60 people at the same time people like why are you doing this so it's like oh, i've got to keep us up got to keep us up like if you're a true healer you can do it because yeah. i've done it i know yep. it. oh yeah you it's, can do it it's, it's really hard, funny though you when you do don't it. tell people and they go into panic mode like oh my god and they start throwing breath of life everywhere freaking out that's actually really funny <laughs> that's really really funny but yeah no it is not tied to it doesn't have to be a daily i thought it was you got it from the daily quest like when you turned it in to get the key it would also have the the tickets so i the first day i went in i queued up for the dungeon and i had to sit and i wait because of course the queue was broken that day too so let's add that in there um so i'm sitting waiting for the dungeon to actually pop it took I think like an hour and a half till I was done. Because of course the dungeon I got into, I don't even remember what it was. It was Wayrest 1. That's what it was. You wouldn't think Wayrest 1 was really hard, but the tank had never done it before. So he's going like really, really Mm -hmm. slow. (sighs) Anyway, and I really didn't want to have this much time into it, right? I get to the end. I'm like, all right, we we get close to the boss. I'm like, I'll turn it in. Then I'll get my stuff. We kill the boss. I'm awarded the tickets. I'm like, whoa wait a minute so the next day which was today i just like before work i'm like i'm just i'm running into freaking dire frost and i'm just gonna see what happens ran in i was done in eight and a half minutes to do the whole (laughs) thing at the end got the tickets i'm like done this so okay i figured out why i'm confused to get the tickets you just need to kill the final boss of a dungeon Correct. To get the box, you have to do the daily random. Correct. This is okay. why I was confused. Okay. Cool. I was like, okay. wait, that, no, I something's saw, not right. And then yeah, Sinister Souls asked that in chat, and I was like, I'm curious on that too, but either yep. way, that's actually it, super good to know. Yeah. You're right. If you want the extra, the box, the box doesn't give you the tickets for the event. It gives you extra right. rewards. Correct. Which yep. I will say, I don't know if you guys have gotten anything useful out of those. Some motif pages. So I, so I, uh, my, my cue was, uh, I don't know. It was like, nor- I think n- normal scale caller was what it gave me. Ooh. And I'm like, okay, like whatever, whatever. We chewed through it. It was fine. Like everybody had a clue what they were doing. So it was like, okay, that's fine. It's not a short dungeon, but it's just normal. So it's not, not the end of the world. Um, it gave me the scale caller staff motif. I was like, wow, thank you for the free set as if I ran this on a like fantastic yeah and my buddy which i did not know this was part of the loot pool got the as if he had pre-ordered uh the dragon bones dlc as his gift and i'm like wait it gives you crown crate gifts and he was like apparently because he's like i was looking at this thing he's like i can't believe it they gave me a pet i was like dude that's friggin awesome yep no, that you so, can get crown crate stuff out of it, but that's, that's those really are like cool. the super rare items. So he just got lucky, I guess. But motifs are definitely on the list. You can definitely get motifs. Um but you know that that's yeah. Other than motifs. But for me, I like I, I want the motif pages, so don't get me wrong there. I'm I'm happy with the motif pages, but I just wanted to get it done. I had other stuff I needed to do. So now I know I could just, if I want the tickets, so I, if I have more time, I'll do the daily. 
and get the box. If I only have 10 minutes, I'm running Dire Frost and just right, getting, yeah. you know, that little Exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, one of my pre-work runs, Hello Fungal Grotto, one normal myself as a tank in five minutes. <laughs> like, I need something quick. Right. Yeah, so if you're into something very quick, mm-hmm. you can just run any dungeon and get, you know, when the final boss dies, you'll get the tickets. If that's, that's all you're really after, good to know. Yeah. So there you go. Be Ooh. happy. And I see someone got the got a house yesterday. Really? Yeah. A house? I, I was going to say, it seems like a lot of people have like stories of like getting some pretty cool stuff. It's like the loot pool on it is actually really like there's yeah, a really surprisingly slim, generous <laughs> tiny, tiny chances to get these really amazing things which mm-hmm. are in the news thing that we're going to go over. So I won't. I'll do it then. Right. We we I almost wish this event them. was longer the more I hear about this. Well, right. So I right. don't think it's as long because the rewards are so good. But yeah. Yeah. So they make you either run multiple characters or whatever. I run five characters every day to get those boxes. I see Isha in chat says, want stuff, but I stress in dungeons. So the event is basically a nightmare for me. <laughs> I'm. Like, I'm curious why you would stress. I mean, only a few of the dungeons are difficult. Now, again, that's each person's, you know, comfort level or skill level really kind of goes into it. But I I just, you know, I find it kind of interesting that someone still gets stressed over ESO dungeons, especially with how the community is so nice. Like, Right. The other thing you could always do, too, is you can theoretically run random dungeons even with guildies. Because yes. most of the time we do our random with the three of us who do all the no death speed run, no healer things that we do for our stuff. We're just like, uh-huh, no, you're a healer. I'm a tank. Whatever you say, game, we got this. Okay, everybody nuke this. And then we just like obliterate whatever. So it's like you could get it like legit team and then just be like, okay, yes, random dungeon. Mm. No, that's fair. It's definitely yeah. fair. And I see uh, Dr. Hudat says, it's a fun event. Need those transmute gems. So glad it seems they fixed the Q finder since last year. That was a nightmare. Oh, it was man, broken yeah. day one. Day one, <laughs> even queuing as a tank, I think it took me 20 minutes to get in. Like, I think they're still having, I don't know if it's a Q time issue, but I noticed the other day, and it might have just been yesterday, that... Uh, after you finish the dungeon, it's leaving you in the queue. Yes. And not showing you that you're in the queue and it just keeps popping. I was on my well, healer that's and interesting. It popping and I couldn't get out of the queue. I was like, uh, you can't I'm even done. get out of the group either. Huh. Oh, I was able to get out of the group, but I could not get out of the queue. Oh, I wasn't able to get Yikes. out of the group. It actually took me I had to log out of the game in order for it to recognize that I wasn't in a group anymore. Hmm. Yeah, it was, it was weird. Uh, they're doing, uh, patch tomorrow morning they're doing maintenance tomorrow morning to hopefully fix it all yeah but there's not many more days left in it it's only like a what was seven day event something like yeah that. it's not long so well if you think about it seven days that's 21 tickets if you run yeah i know well that's just the payout is huge yeah. just in all aspects so i mean it yeah. does make sense like you said that it's so well rewarded it's like okay well we can run this for like two weeks it's like everybody will be so stacked up they'll just buy and get whatever they want you could get all yeah. four feathers and just yeah just during this one event no it's and i think i get it because like you said so i i believe they look at their metrics and i i believe dungeons are while they are incredibly fun 
with how single player focused ashes or not ashes um <laughs> it's like i do a podcast on multiple games and sometimes i get confused it's, about what game yeah I'm it's weird I don't, I don't yeah slip yeah, of the tongue is all clearly there are no other games. there are no other games yeah um <laughs> but i know with how single player focused the game is these types of dungeons, you know, I, I believe their metrics probably show them as being probably one of their least run content. So they knew they had to up up the rewards and I and, and to let people catch up, I fully expect them to go most people aren't going to do it every day. Right. Same thing I feel that they always try to do with the um mid-year mayhem. Like I like PVP a lot. And, you know, I, I like to play it in shifts, but it's just like, it's really not that populated. Like, I mean, it's busy. You get fights and stuff like that. That event, they're opening so many servers, no matter where you go, there's a population lock. And there's, every single keep is under siege by like 200 people, at least. It's just like, dude, I wish it was like this all the time. This is incredible. <laughs> yeah. See, I feel the opposite about these dungeons. I feel like... I mean, I also like almost exclusively run dungeons and trials. When I think, <laughs> like, that's where I live. Like I live in dungeons and trials and group content. Like I'm always in chat. You will not find me. Very rarely you'll find me not in a chat with like guild members. Mm-hmm. Like I am always playing with people. So like, I don't know. I just like in the total opposite of everyone who's single player. Yeah. I'm I'm that way too. I'm an MMO player first and foremost. So right. when I'm playing ESO, it's often wanting to do dungeons or something along those lines that's that's group oriented because that's where my love is is in the community aspect of MMOs. And if I'm playing a single player game, why am I not just playing Skyrim or something? Right. Yeah, I have to set aside time specifically to not group to do the story, which I like doing, but that's never what I fall into. It's always like, even if I start a story, if I don't block out time, mm-hmm. it's like a message. It's like, hey, do you want to run a dungeon? Hey, do you want to? Hey, do you want to just screw around in battlegrounds or PvP? It's, it's like, okay, yeah, and that's just what it always devolves into. <laughs> Doctor Who Dad, this event made me play with some of my baby tunes I haven't touched in literally years. Maybe <laughs> I'll actually level them. You know, it's actually funny. I might have done that on day one as well for the box. Um, Solid strategy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's my tales, guys. Guess what? Someone else's. Let's go to Promethean. Uh, so it's short, and I was <laughs> away for two weeks. And in those two weeks, I had minimal game time. Um I was in Louisville and then I was at my grandparents and in between then I had to make up schoolwork. It's been absolute chaos lately. Stupid real Uh, life. Right. I know. Exactly. So I've been doing dailies. Um, I did the clockwork city ones. I tried not to spend any time in clockwork when I was there because there were just so many people and doing them was just so terrible like i felt like i was just having the worst time of my life in clockwork when i was doing it but i toughed it out to get my tickets and then now i've just been doing the dungeons i yesterday i ended up in a dungeon with two tanks and me and a healer so i was having a great time in there um and no one was willing to switch i was like all right so that's all right i'll just solo damage it was cool though we ended up beating it it didn't take it took a little longer than i would have hoped and especially having to get through four more tunes i was not really super happy about it but we made it um 
those dailies were rough, especially if it was the world boss daily or any of <laughs> any not not so much the the public delves. Well, the public delves were often you sat in there and waited, but like yeah. one of the worst ones was it's in the northeast um, where you had to stop the Daedric incursions. Yes. Oh my gosh. I thought I was going to throw my controller through the TV because I would like run from one and like go check another one and come back. And this one was open. And by the time I could make it, it was done. Yep. I was like, that's great. I spent like 30 minutes trying to just close three incursions. I was like, this takes me five minutes any other time of the year. <laughs> it, it is crazy. <laughs> I was having like the worst time in there. I was like, okay, well, so I'm just going to get my tickets and get out and then I'll get the motifs at a later date or buy them or something. Yeah. But you will be happy to know, uh, Ag, that I have joined a trader guild and have been making money. So... Unfortunately, because I spend it all so fast, I like haven't hit a good number. But I have probably made two to three hundred thousand gold over there the course of the past month. Well, that's better than the twenty something you like twenty, literally twenty, twenty gold that 20. you had the last yeah. time. <laughs> I did have nine gold like last week or something because I bought so much stuff. Dear nine. God! <laughs> Ow. Yeah. How do you how do you even have nine gold? I don't know. I I sneeze and and sneeze out nine gold. You know, you kill like one thing and it drops like thirty one bucks. Usually doesn't. Well, I had like spent it all and I was in a city, so like I I wasn't like out adventuring. (laughs) Pick up after I like scrap wood. I was like, oh, I need some gold. Wow, but that's that's literally been my tales. Is Getting on, I get my daily reward. I struggled to get the scale collar crates. Um, that was a challenge for the November's dailies. I did actually get enough gems to purchase the Periite statue to add to my Daedric statue oh, collection nice. in my house, which I'm really excited about, and it looks great. Uh, with I've got uh, Nocturnal, Hercene, Sheogorath, and Periite now, nice. and I'm really happy. You can get the... Um... Azura in game too for gold. You can get Azura and uh, uh, Vermina and Molek Ball all in game. Yeah, I was. Gonna, I, I I've got the Azure. Uh, the- Are they still Other giving away Mora. the Molek Ball one for ESO Plus? Yes. Yeah, I think it's active. That was a long free thing. If you're subbed, I think it was like a, a literal month, wasn't yeah, it? I think yeah, it's I think it's. Uh, it's I want to say it ends month. December 16th. Okay, so it's something Maybe. like that. Yeah. I'll have time if you haven't gotten it yet. Okay. You, and, and so I guess uh, that that's the end of your tales, right? That's right. It's the end of my tales. Oh no, that's <laughs> fine. Because I kind of want to throw a little story in here. Um, it's not related to ESO, but it sort of is because apparently, and this is a shout out to one of my other podcasters, Alpha Soul, who's owner Ashes of Creation Show. Um, he plays ESO. He plays a bunch of games, but. He actually brought up about my my episode where I you know the average ESO player wealth episode. That was actually one of the very first times that he I guess interacted with me as a person because he was just so flabbergasted that that's what I thought the average wealth was. <laughs> but apparently, my hidden skill in games is earning money because we were we're in the New World Alpha. 
I uh, can't really say much more than that because it's under NDA, but we're in the new world alpha and we've been playing that myself, alpha soul and like six of our other guildies or so we've been all playing together. And one night I'm like the lowest leveled person out of everyone that's there. I'm the lowest leveled. And we were going through our gold and we were looking at what it would take to declare war. And we were trying to tally up gold and everyone's like, okay, I have this much, you know, I have, I have a, you know, 20,000. Someone's like, I have 30. And the guy's like, I have 15. And they're like, how much do you have? I'm like, um, 275,000 gold. (laughs) (laughs) And I literally got a, what? (laughs) I have enough money to declare war and build a settlement by myself. We're gonna get wow. you a top hat so you can just be the Monopoly man the, the all monocle, the time in the all games. Monocle, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it was just funny. I had to bring that up because he's like, I can't believe it. Even in the alpha game, where you know alpha testing, you have more money than all of our guildies combined, and you're lower level than everybody. <laughs> That's great. I just thought I that just, was a funny um, story, and I felt like that needed to be shared. But that's funny. All right, Lotus, what do we got from you? Mine's pretty straightforward. So, surprise, I did a bunch of dailies, too. We're not going to go over that because you just got the base idea. I did the exact same thing a whole bunch. I I think any time people, one of these holiday events are going on. Yeah, surprise dailies. Pretty much (laughs) 90% of the server's doing, actually. Um, The only real thing in in ESO that I've done um, was... I had mentioned that I had become a vampire a little back, mm-hmm. a little ways back just to test it out because of the undying thing and a few of the uh, other buffs. And I wanted to try it out to see how I liked it because people swore by it. And the one thing that I kind of enjoy, I mean, people have seen me do whatever random ass junk I do on my tank. It really makes me happy that this game, there is a meta that works and then there's like 50,000 metas that you could consider just like, okay, this is not meta. This is just a compiled mess and you can still do whatever you want, which I really like about this game because it back when this game came out and everybody's like, it's not an Elder Scrolls game and all that junk. And I'm like, I don't know. It feels kind of like an Elder Scrolls game. And I've progressed through this game on my quest to do everything on just one character. And I play how I play my other Elder Scrolls games and I was like I don't like this vampire thing I want to be my werewolf again I don't I mean I've beaten the stuff beforehand and I switched off it I have an easier time not being a vampire than being a vampire and that's just not supposed to be how that works but it's just how I like I like I don't like letting my health drop to proc the undying passive to then boost myself up and even people in my groups were saying, they were like, you seem super aggravated with these mechanics Like while I was doing it. And I was like, I don't like intentionally being hurt. If my health is below 50%, either I'm trying to clutch this because things are falling apart and we're trying to save the run, or I'm doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I couldn't wrap my head around the, that is a playstyle, but it's not a playstyle for me. I just didn't like it. So I ditched it, went back to my werewolf that I just keep for general fun or whatever. And again, it's right back to, yep, nope, this feels right. This is what I want to do. I like doing this. 
I, I mean, I use the monster set that everybody's like, what are you doing? Why are you using tremor scale in vet dungeons? That doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, I'll do what I want. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's, I don't know. It, it was very reassuring to know, like, despite the fact that there's like the build videos, which are all very well thought out and done, mm -hmm. but they're guidelines. They're not strict rules in this game. Right. Which is what I love so much about these games. You can, provided you put thought into what you're doing, you can make a lot of things work for you. And I didn't need to change my playstyle from other Elder Scrolls games. I just forced it into this one, which in some situations is weird because, I mean, it was way back. Dark Brotherhood. Man, trying to do those flawless heists and people like, you're in heavy armor great sword on your back what are you doing i was like i'm stealthing and <laughs> i'm they, i'm stealthing clink 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 yeah, clink clank, clank, clank. <laughs> and one of the original videos when i kind of started to get involved with the community was i didn't know how to get through a position of these two dudes and it got clipped where i was like well there's only one thing to do because i'm terrible at stealth i will drop in and i will stealth kill both of them before either of them set the alarm I'm just like, you're terrible at stealth. That'll never work. And while I was trying to explain, no, no, I totally got this. I fell off the balcony because I am terrible at stealth and they were correct. <laughs> and I landed right as they both turned around. And I was like, oh my God, they're not looking through the little insta-gib knife thing into both of them, grabbed the jewels, left the thing and beat it with a, a minute and 30 seconds on the timer and everybody's like that was the stupidest thing i've ever seen anybody do and what's worse is it worked i was like yep just gonna be dedicated <laughs> and, and so. it, some of some of the best builds yeah from a pure number crunch perspective yeah they do they would probably beat other builds but depending yeah. on the play style not that just the play style but the play skill of the person sometimes you may not do very good with some of the better builds just because you're not built to to do it that way. And you may actually get yeah. higher damage off of your build that caters to how you right. function it as a player. It works for you. Yeah. And I then think the it's... other thing, too, might... I, and it could be just totally, like, made up. But a lot of the builds are based on PC users. And it's much easier, as far mm -hmm. as I understand it, to hit keys rapidly and like there, do stuff in these ways that is much harder on a console controller. There are like, some definite change changes in between. I'm going to have to interrupt here real quick. I just want to yep. give a shout out to Inklings in chat. Oh, Inklings is here. Awesome Hi, streamer. <laughs> Check them out. Twitch.tv slash Inklings. There yes. you go. Continue. <laughs> I, actually, on that note, speaking of just because I, you know, whenever I bring up my extra life stuff, uh, Inklings actually helped me out during the summer for the Level Up Lungs event. He uh, he dropped me an enormous host at one point during that. So, hi, Inklings. <laughs> yeah, I, I always enjoy watching Inklings whenever I can catch him. So as soon as I saw him in yep. chat, I'm like, <gasps> I got to say something. So well, it was funny. I saw his little emote, but I saw it from Isha. And then I was like, oh, it's actually first <laughs> where that came from. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so that was that. That's actually kind of the extent of my tales. Is I like the fact that you know, I after ditching the vampire on my tank and going back to my preferred style from before, 
it kind of just was like, okay, I, you know, I'm more comfortable with this, even though in some aspects, it's not necessarily the most go-to, but a lot of my stuff isn't the most go-to. My two-handed build's not the most go-to. I've tried the dual wield. I really have. Yep. And I don't know if it's, I, I don't like the, I don't like the way that things are set up. And because I don't like the way it's set up, I don't like the way the skills feel my damage is lower as that. And I, I, it's because I'm just not used to it. I don't like the way it builds. When I'm on my two-hander, my damage is at least competitive with the two-handers if or the, the dual wield, if not equal in, in most cases for most, most players. Now, super skilled players, yeah, well, they're, gonna, they're probably going to beat me anyway. But it's still nice to know that my two-hander is not so bad, even though it's not considered quote-unquote meta. Well, yeah, and that's just it. When I lose in PvP fights or somebody outdoes my time or something like that in like one of our leaderboard runs, I don't blame the build. I basically chalk it up to the fact that it was like, okay, if that person was better than me. Like, I, <laughs> it's not it's not the build. I got outplayed, you know? Yeah. And, the build is part of your play style. So it's like, okay, then you outplayed me. It's not right. like me being bitter. Like, <laughs> No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. But yeah, that's pretty much the extent of my tales as well. Okay. All right. Well, then we'll go ahead and move into the news section. And since Ark's not here, we got Promethean on the news desk. What do we got? Yes. So we have a bunch of exciting things uh, this week. Uh, first, uh, they announced a really cool... A holiday special i think this is the first year they've done something like this actually if you gift a thousand crowns total between two people so you need to gift one person if you want to be cheap 500 and another person 500 um a thousand crowns between two people you will get a really cool um like a little white fledgling griffin uh pet he's super cute um there's, uh, and this goes from December 1st until January 1st is your um, timeline. And they have to be on the same platform on the same uh, server. So like PS4 North American and PS4 EU. It has to be contained within that. Um, just have to total to 1,000. And you, it's called the Snowcap Fledgling Griffin Pet. And the after that, it ends... Let's see. You'll receive the pet um, by January 4th. So a really cool thing we're doing with a couple, not a couple, there's um, nine of us that regularly play together uh, in Lore Seekers. We've got, I host uh, D&D with them and we do a lot together. Uh, they're basically like my go-to people when I need like a group for a trial really quick. We are doing a secret Santa giveaway. Mm -hmm. um, so we're all picking two names from everybody and we're all giving each other a thousand crowns worth of gifts. Um, to help everybody get the pet so it's kind of like a scam but kind of like a merry christmas type thing so <laughs> kind of a scam <laughs> kind of a way to make sure we get the pet but also kind christmas of a way scam. to be like, hey you guys are really great no, so that's super fun that's a cool way of doing it yeah though. no that's that's actually yeah. really clever yeah so we've got like a a name draw thing and it sends you the email and you, nobody knows who you get until we get the gifts and so we're all really excited well i know i'm really excited I think we all are right um and then as we all mentioned previously the undaunted celebration event is going on right now uh and you are earning bonus rewards 
when you queue using a random normal, a daily random normal, um, that is how you get the, it's called a mysterious reward box. It is on the 20 hour cooldown um, as the dailies typically are. Um, and that can include motif pages, which are basically a guarantee. I think I pulled a motif page out of every box I've opened. Um, and all of the pages are the DLC dungeon styles that are in the game currently. Hmm. I haven't pulled any other ones out of it. So um, you can get costumes, pets, mounts, and it says in some rare cases, homes. And the ultimate jackpot prize, if anyone is lucky enough to get this, I I would love to see a picture of your 10,000 mounts. You get 130 mounts all at once. Um, and these include previous crown case, crate seasons, exclusives, um, you name it. You get them all. You Egg's are... face when you said that was pretty priceless. I couldn't even see. I didn't even know that was there. I was just like, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's huge. Oh, yeah. I had heard about that. There's yeah. some really dope rewards that come out of this. Like, I'm really, yep. I'm, that's why I'm running it five times a day to try and get the 130. I won't get it, but I want it. Um, if, and upon killing the final boss of any group dungeon, you get your three event tickets. Uh, they, these reset at 1 a.m. every morning compared to the 20-hour cooldown on the daily randoms. So just keep that in mind. This feather is the Onyx Indric feather. Um, and just as a reminder, each purchase of the feathers gets you another entry into the hashtag our Elder Scrolls sweepstakes. Uh, your trip to but, um, E3 in 2019 with you and a guest. So be sure you're getting those. That's really cool, too. And, and this uh, ends on December 5th. It is currently going, so make sure you hop in there. Okay. Okay. And the last one, we have a Loremaster's Archive. Um, do we want to go over this? Yeah. Like in yeah. detail? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Awesome. So it's another Q&A with um, our Loremaster, everybody's favorite, and he is posing as Gilar uh, for this. So question number, all right, we'll read the little intro here. Uh, greetings, Dryskins and fellow Argonians. Gilar welcomes you again to the Inquiry Dance. You're going to have to do it in the, the dry, monotone voice. Otherwise it doesn't work. <laughs> okay, I can do it. Do it. Can, <laughs> do so this it. is the intro, though. This isn't the actual, but I'll do it. Well, that'll be even more impressive. Um, studying many things and remembering what I've learned is what I do, so I hope once more to be able to answer your many questions, and that's a fact. Okay, uh, question number one. Since it's established that the Lemia are intelligent, sentient creatures capable of fluent speech and verbal communication, why haven't they established more permanent dwellings? They have hands capable of making and using tools, so what's stopping them from advancing? And that is from Arch Mickum. I probably pronounced it wrong. All right, let's see if I can do this. I'm not sure where in Tamriel you hail from, Biko Arch, but it must be one of those provincial locales where a temporary economic uptick has resulted in a construction boom, which in turn has led the local mortals to conclude that building equals advancement of some sort. <laughs> That's perfect. That is phenomenal. <laughs> that is, yep, yeah, nope, you're going you're gonna to oh, have to do oh, that going man. forward. That okay, all right, great. I'm going to keep going but now. Five stars, yeah, you basically oh. dug yourself into that one because now yeah, I just... I, did. I shouldn't have started like that. that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How, Rye? 
How fanciful. Really, I love you dry skins. Anyway, as it happens, you have come to the right sex, Leo, with your question. For I once met Alamia on the border of Blackwood and had a long conversation with her, during which many subjects were addressed. I came across her in some Barsabic ruins where she was drowsing in the sun, belly distended and leisurely digesting. Well, I didn't think it would be tactful to ask what. I asked her why Lamia so often resided in ruins, and she flicked her tongue and hissed, where else are there not more civic stars scars in Tamriel than solid structures? The humans and elvesies so silly. They set up <laughs> city after city, surrender to struggle and discord, and succumb to the scourge of strife. The sequel, Expanses of Ruins, all set for snatching. It's simple. Edifice assembly is for suckers. Oh, goodness. I've got like more of these. <laughs> oh, goodness. This is, this is the best. I, yeah, I, no, this, this, okay. this up the lore master corner for me personally. Okay. Uh, <laughs> question number two. This one holds an artisanal bakery of sweet and sugary specialties and has heard stories about a delicious ingredient from Argonia called Daryl. What is it exactly? Do you know of recipes mixing Daryl and sugar? Surely there are coins to be made, yes? Uh, this is from Hazuhundar the Bittersweet. Ah, Daryl, so much fun, fun. One drop on Saxhalil tongue and Vosa saddle tangos tastes like peppermint prickly pears and egg sibling can dance all night with a torch bug. But rare, not easy to get. Oh no, for you must first catch a moon adder and express its venom and then ferment it for many swims in a swamp jelly gas bladder. Also, no, no fun for dry skins because it kills them instantly. So if you have some, Daryl, Baker, Biko, you should not taste it, but instead save it for Gilar, right? <laughs> Question three. When I was a hatchling, I played amongst places that often were forbidden by the grown-up dull skills. I remember one time I saw drawings that looked like that looked old of half Saxleal, half tree creatures. Was this symbolic to show the bond between us and the Hist, or was there a time when we were of a different form? It is also said that if a human consumes Histap and grows up with it, that they are also Argonian enough. Are the Hist so generous at all? Okay. Hunts for wisdom was our question to ask her. Ah, hunts for wisdom. It sounds like your youthful self stumbled upon some lithographs of the parable of becoming albeit in a crude and ambiguous de depiction which may be why your elders tried to steer you clear of it you know the story i mean the allegory of the hist perceiving humans and elves admiring their waking walking legs and clever hands and then molding and remolding the swamps useful the swamps useful lizards until they found they had made argonians as for the effects of his sap on dry skins I have heard that certain ill-advised high elves tried to experiment with this, but were prevented by others. Probably for the best. Right, right? The double words really kills me. <laughs> <laughs> you die a little bit inside every time you have to say it. We're also know. trying to stay monotone while reading other people's text. I cannot imagine how difficult that is to not just so speak hard. properly or... <laughs> and it's Argonian too, and you know they don't speak like actual like normal <laughs> right, right 
right, right. <laughs> like they don't even use like proper English sometimes. I mean, I know they don't. Like it's not even right half the time. I'm like, you're missing words. <laughs> I'm going right, to require you to talk like this even during the rest of the show. Yeah, you dug yourself a hell of a grave because this is this is very entertaining. I'm not going to lie. This is your new shtick. Just going forward. I'm just this letting you know. This is super amusing to me. <laughs> this is the new Promethean. Right, you know? <laughs> this is the new Promethean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question four. What is a name of you? What is a name of your province in gel? Now it is our now it is known as Argonia, or worse, Black Marsh. Both names are alien and both given by other races. But then why do all guides and scholarly works use alien names for your beautiful and mysterious land? It is unfair. Therefore, I ask you to write a true name given by Saxleal, Maximus Ferus. This is not as easy to answer as you might think, Maximus. First of all, province is an imperial concept that most Argonians struggle with though I think I've finally gotten it. I mean, why use a single name to describe so much varied difference? As Argo an Argonian's idea of their home place rarely extends beyond the hiss farthest root hairs. I did hear a G. Russell once use the wide swamp gesture along with the term Kronkothatith, roughly everything egg, and that may be as close to a province name as you're going to get in gel. Question five. This one hopes you can tell him about the general history between Argonian and its imperial neighbors, and maybe even between Argonian and its Khajiit neighbors. Our relationships overall good. Recremen. Alas and woe, we are in sad times. Sad, sad times. Recremen, because the mild illness we called the half-swim sniffles passed out of our marshes and into the lands of the dryskins, who called the illness the Kanahatan... Shoot, I just screwed that up. The Kanaten flu and did not find it mild at all. Oh no. Your people, the furred ones who live to our west, were struck particularly hard. Perhaps you have been traveling? The Khajiit folk suffered greatly and blamed us, Saxleal, for inflicting the epidemic upon them, which is so terribly, terribly unfair. We would never wish such a thing upon our friends, the furred ones. The gray elves, sure, but that's different. Nobody likes them. Okay, uh, who the gray elves are? Those, <laughs> those are the Dunmar. Okay, yeah. yeah, I had to clear that. That was a thought process that needed to occur. <laughs> All right, and last question: uh, Being a priestess of our loving Mother Mara, I'm trying to find as much information on Tamrielic wedding traditions as I can. Um, side note: If you play through Merkmire, there's actually a couple quests related to this, um, but the weddings and with Argonians and such things. However, when I tried to learn about Argonian wedding traditions, I was rather confused after discovering a horrible book. It stated that Argonians don't have weddings at all and that mating is a simple call to procreation. Moreover, it is said that mating is a kind of annual trial event. Only trial winners are allowed to remain, to mate. I always imagine an Argonian wedding as a complex, delicate and ethereal ritual. Please let me know the truth, whatever is it, in the name of your loving mother. Leonidas Tavicus? Okay. Oh, yes, well, weddings. We don't have an exact cognate of that word in gel, probably because the concept of procreational partnership varies so much from tribe to tribe. 
there's, let's see, Ufostixth, Nest Becoming, and there's Tom Jum or House Weaving, which is more allegorical, and Thetithati, which is a egg stomach, and so many more. The glory of its hist mandates each tribe's pattern of affection sharing and egg quickening, and as Argonians are adaptable by induction to their hist glory, numerous possibilities eventuate. And as for the intertribal bonding rights, well, anything can happen. You can believe Gilar when he says that no Saxlil who reaches the age of infertility is bored. We have adopt we have even adopted the Dryskin's quaint custom of gifting each other with rings of Mara, a practice we find surprisingly moving. Anyway, good question, Leonidas. But I sense my dear Naza erecting the spine of um must go now. <laughs> Later, <laughs> Zeuth. <laughs> that's all of it, guys. There's your D and D practice right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I I am very well pleased. Yes. By that by entire that. thing. So good. That that was that was tough. Especially all those gel words. Like the Yeah. The and doing them as flat and monotone but awkward as possible. <laughs> <laughs> so challenging. Oh no, you did a fantastic job with that. Yeah, I'm I'm very I'm very pleased with how that turned out. And uh yeah, I think that should be your stick going forward. It has to be as an Argonian. Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I like it. All right. Uh, we actually have a little bit more news to go over, and this is probably going to be a little yeah, this less This is where things fun. get a little less upbeat, which is awkward because I usually like being pretty positive. This is kind of a mixed bag. I think that's a kind way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> so... Why don't we start with at least, well, just in regards to all of the things that are good reward-wise um, to everyone in chat that brought it up earlier, just like to start by saying that I'm a huge fan of, even though the December awards aren't too great, um, they're fine. I mean, they're whatever for the logins. Mm-hmm. Uh, huge fan of the LSD Guar, as Gallisner put it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that mount is really cool. Um, I'm really sad that Ark didn't get to see it for the first time with us because it was announced earlier today. Right. I think Coco Michelle, I saw it on her timeline. She was showing the different ones. But no crown crates, it looks like, at all for people who like those. Um, it looked like a lot of consumables and a lot of um, currency, which is fine. But just a slower month, especially because they've been kind of outrageous with of like here's a hundred thousand dollars here's the dlc that you don't have to buy it's like okay yikes like that is what was the other month that was like oh here's 12 crown crates yeah this one's a little slower it's like here's a pair of hats a really really high guar which arc now can't escape and every time he goes on stream i will insist that he uses (laughs) i wonder if it has anything to do with like the new life festival but I guess maybe, October they maybe. gave away a good amount of stuff. I'm but going to just assume it's our cult of Guar influence. It's just oh, seeping so into Zoss at this point. And they're like, you know what? Yeah. We should support this. Everyone should have a Guar. So. But that's pretty much the end of the super positive end of that. I just wanted to toss that before 
get into kind of the weird bit. Um, one of the lesser known things, and it rolls into the bigger issue coming up, is um, for those of you interested in other aspects of Elder Scrolls, uh, TES Blades was delayed again, um, kind of right. They, they're in the final stretch of they have been saying it's coming out this year. It's coming out and it's coming out in September. OK, well, it didn't come out in September, but it's coming out this fall. OK, we have like a f little bit left to fall. You know what? It's actually coming out early 2019. And it's been very awkwardly communicated and stuff like that. I'm fine with them taking their time to get it correct, um, which I hope that is what they're doing, is if they're finding any bugs, correct it. That's fine. You know, they, that's that's not a problem. To be patient when things get done correctly. People can enjoy them the time. You don't have these weird, awkward things. Which brings us into the big issue of... Bethesda's blowback <laughs> from the other game that they launched, which most people have probably seen on the internet, Fallout 76, <laughs> which that elephant cannot kind of be dodged as Bethesda is such an integral part of uh, not only this podcast, but like one of the major IPs that we have. Um. It, they're two big flagships. Uh, kind of three if you consider Doom. But that wasn't originally theirs. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, Doom's huge, but I mean, that's id, even though they now own id. I, I don't consider that originals. Fallout, even though it wasn't their original for the first uh, few, it, it became theirs. Like, right. And it's known as being theirs. They brought it into the first person aspect. And then you got the Elder Scrolls. Well, Fallout 76 has gone over like a ton of bricks. Uh, <laughs> and it's kind of weird. I'm curious what your opinions are. Um, I mean, whether you've played it or not is almost, it seems like irrelevant at this point, which seems weird for a game. Um, I play Fallout 76. I enjoy Fallout 76. There are some weirdnesses with it. The game itself doesn't doesn't bother me. It's become trendy to hate Fallout 76. Just in videos, that gets you clicks. Um, honestly, we should just say the name of this video is Fallout 76 Sucks, and we'll probably get a million views, because that's just kind of how this works recently. Um, but my problem with... Well, the reason I wanted to bring this up in the news this week is not so much Fallout 76 itself, but how it relates to Bethesda kind of as a whole and going forward, because the game seems rushed. It does seem unpolished. Despite the fact that I enjoy it, it definitely has a lot of improvements that need to be made or decisions that were just like, Ugh, I, I'm not sure what you thought this was going to go, go like in the direction that people would like. Um, which brings me to the big thing, which I wanted to get your guys' opinion on. We sort of talked about it. The kind of final nail in the coffin with them, which now it's turned from Fallout 76 sucks to Bethesda sucks recently, is their collector's edition that involved the, um, what was it, canvas bag to hold your power armor helmet uh -huh. that was replaced without telling anyone or discounted with a crappy nylon bag that I can't even imagine the price difference in that, yet that is somehow 
they they are basically trying to dodge out on it and their media response has been not good so i was kind of curious what your guys take was on it because i'm pretty into fallout 76 so man i'm getting all sorts of information so i kind of wanted to know what you guys were thinking on this situation uh, with bethesda and everything there's actually a legal uh, action being taken against Bethesda at this point for yes. that. Right. That I the one on the glitching, I think list where they were like we're going to sue them because it's so glitchy and I'm, okay, that's kind of weird. Like you said though, this to me and as a fan of Bethesda, yeah. This to me is false advertising. It, like it just is. straight up false advertising. Cuz like, the actual the actual thing actually said canvas. Yes, it was even typed as canvas bag figure one. Yep. And then it's like, oh, here's a nylon thing. And again, along with all the hate, blah, blah, there are some funny comments with it. One of the comments I saw is not only is it a nylon piece of crap, you couldn't even iron it because it's all wrinkled and jammed in a, it like jammed in the helmet. And I was like, oh, God, that is, that is awful. Yeah, it. How much was that collector's edition? The two hundred dollars. Oh, oh my God! Wait, I know three people okay. who bought it. So none of them are pleased. <laughs> the collector's edition is also the one that did not come with the game. This one did. The one with the okay. helmet, okay. with the uh, the canvas bag. There's some other stuff too. That came with as the whole the whole deal was was that one, but it was it was one hundred ninety nine ninety nine. The end. I don't know. Okay, so as far as the game itself goes, I think that when you're like looking playing bugs, ESO was not where it is today when it really so all that aside, I think it's okay to say 76 has a ways to go and they could do it. A hundred percent. Marketing, I don't agree with a lot of what they've done. I don't think that releasing any kind of collector's edition about the game was <laughs> i don't agree with that personally like i think that that is just terrible you're gonna pay a hundred dollars and then pay another 60 for the game i it's seems very like weird money grab yeah i agree it's that's a very weird i think they did that with like, like i read it i read it and i had to do a double take on it i was like <laughs> uh, something here doesn't seem right and i the game feels like a money grab to me. I feel like it was a look at Ezo and look at how well this is doing. Why not take our other game and make it into an MMO of sorts and maybe get something out of it? I don't know. I'm reaching possibly, but this is just, that's are my feelings on it. Yeah, and that's what I've been curious on is just people's opinion, especially those that don't, you know, call me a shill for Bethesda or a hater because it's not the greatest game that's ever existed. So that's why I like hearing other people's opinion on the matter. Well, I think that they just, yeah, they've made some bad choices. with. I think they did even more than bad choice. Let me, let me put this out here. The, when you brought up the ESO thing, the thing to remember about ESO is it's not Bethesda who actually did it. Right. Yeah, it's Zenimax. That also, yeah, that's what, where I also like struggle with the line drawing thing. Well, and and with Bethesda, Bethesda has been known known to release 
unfinished games. And it's oftentimes they don't even fix them. It's the community that does. Skyrim, which was able to be down... It's not like the old games where you had to burn discs. They could have fixed things in Skyrim. They didn't. Right. They let the community do that. So Bethesda does not have a good track record for putting out really good games. They have really good games in terms of, you know, the immersion aspect. But from, like, a coding perspective, no, they they really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know from the 76 side how that's going to look the canvas bag thing. Yeah, that was, that was a pretty big snafu, like a really big snafu from them. Um, I, I do think that that legal action is going to have weight to it. The bug side, I I think it should because yeah, Yeah. I, I think it should as well, because if as much as I like, Bethesda and you know I like Zoss I I you know I've met these people they're very nice I like them that was not only communicated poorly that that is a very bad look as a company you look shady like doing stuff like that it's like oh well, well no we'll just cut corners but I mean we'll, we won't tell you about it and you'll pay us the exact same amount it's like a simple message to people that pre-ordered like oh supplies are short even if that's not true like letting people know prior to taking their money and then providing them something and hopefully not having people complain about it that is not a good business practice and pretty unethical honestly and let's talk about the compensation they gave for the people yes because that was brought up in chat (laughs) you were given 500 in-game atoms four dollars and 99 cents to the atom shop the one thing about this because they've been getting criticized on this game is kind of like a lot of people are not pleased with the state of the game i mean that to me personally i have 40 hours give or take in the game already probably slightly more than that i'm level 39 or 40 Mm -hmm. so i've put in a lot of time to the game i have no content problems with the game it has a ton of stuff to do i've maybe uncovered 40 percent of the map and i mean uncovered meaning i tagged the location and moved on it's not like i fully explored it. the map is huge the quest structure i'm not a fan of the hollow tape thing i don't think it's a sin against mankind like everybody else i think it was a design choice and it wasn't a good one don't do it again it was when you know everybody's dead it kind of takes away some of the I'm curious where this is going to go. Go find so-and-so. Okay, well, so-and-so is in a ditch. Like, I already know that. <laughs> like, right. there's not a lot of stuff to discover in the case. Uh, but the story through the tapes is actually kind of interesting. I've been enjoying it. The way it's presented, not a huge fan. The microtransaction thing, which they've been getting a lot of flack on because everything's so expensive or whatever. Mm-hmm. One of the few things I'm actually... So you do challenges in game. They refresh... You've got your base challenges, you've got weeklies, and you've got dailies. And they give you atoms. So theoretically, you can just buy stuff by playing the game. That's what I've done a whole bunch. The whole 500 atoms, like, as a payment for that thing is exactly that. It's like a... that. That's basically saying you really don't... Here's a pittance worth of in-game money. Leave us alone and don't talk about it anymore. Right. 
And it's like, okay, so what are you refunding people for the piece of nylon that you essentially just gave them instead of the canvas bag? Like that's, that is not a good look. Like that, that was, I feel rightfully so very insulting to a lot of people that that was their compensation and then followed up by also won't be a refund. Right. And I'm like, okay, guys, like, yikes, <laughs> that ain't good. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's not good at all. So, yeah. <sighs> I almost wonder if they're in part relying on everybody's pre-existing like love for these games that oh when they totally release they are another set of games they're gonna be like oh yeah but 76 we're not gonna talk about that like sure we goofed but don't worry about it we have new games for you right and i mean one of the big things and i mean it sort of was a hurdle and to be fair it was a little bit of a hurdle for me back with the launch of eso was people up in arms well this is a single player game we don't want this to be a multiplayer game who you know who is this game for eso comes out met with walls of back and again for the pc folk you guys beta tested my game for quite a while before <laughs> before i actually played it uh which i appreciate but that was not a good look like not at all it, i was, was like personally i was extremely upset i had like I purchased it on announce, mm -hmm. and then it was pushed back. Yes, I, I actually had that same problem. My pre-order was delayed. Was it several times? Yeah, and I was not happy about it. But like, I don't know. Yeah, and I do feel like there is almost like a parallel that's just slapping this group in the face, <laughs> where it's like, hey, remember when you released a thing that was too early to a bunch of people saying, "Who is this game for?" I get it, like. People don't didn't want this to be multiplayer in a lot of aspects. I'm from the camp of who is this game for? This game is for me. I like playing like I liked the idea of co-op. The PvP in the game is not well thought out. It doesn't work well. Um, it's kind of a mess. Like the PvP, we just don't even like acknowledge really. But playing Fallout co-op with my friends is almost the same bag that I fell into with ESO of hey, cool, I get to play Elder Scrolls with my friends. I like that. I understand not everybody does, but that's who it's for. The problem is not the game itself for me. It's a lot of the way they've been handling everything, which is kind of worrying me a bit when it comes to this. Um, because they still have two other big projects on the horizon with Starfield and more importantly, Elder Scrolls Six. That this is—I mean, it's not all doom and gloom like the internet, but I'm not gonna lie. Knowing that this was kind of the route they took for a collector's edition, this is kind of the route they took with. Well, maybe we could just push it out. Hopefully, it'll work out. We'll deal with it if things aren't how we want later. That doesn't make me feel like the strongest wanting to back them. Because, I mean, if I turn to the side, oh, look, all of the collector's editions. <laughs> yeah. Not exactly filling me with right. a lot of desire to rush right out. Pre-order something where normally I don't pre-order things. I always have with Bethesda because they've never given me a reason to doubt them. This kind of does. Mm -hmm. And that's more of why I wanted to bring this up. 
Well, this makes me uneasy going forward with them that, okay, maybe you guys aren't all trustworthy and all for the best interest of people that play your games. Well, let's, uh, I mean, we can kind of look at another company that had a ton of goodwill, a ton of goodwill, almost slavish devotion. And uh, they're kind of, their stock's hitting the ground right now. <laughs> I'm Gee. sure if you all have phones, you could look it up. I, I'm <laughs> good. I That's also not good. I don't, it's, there's like something going around. Like they're not, somewhere the developers are not considering what people are like looking for, what response they should be giving. No. Yeah. Like yeah. They know, it's almost like they know what is the right thing to do, but they're not going to do it. Right. right? They're pushing it. How much can we push? Before they push back. Yeah, exactly. Which and we're pushing back is the issue. Yes. And like, ugh, that's it. It is. It's like, it's, it's very concerning just in general. Like, like I say, I enjoy Fallout 76 very much. Um, but I'm not delusional. I can do I think it deserves the grades it's getting? I mean, maybe if some of these glitches are really just smashing people, I understand people being like pretty upset with them. But from my experience, I mean, I've had gla- some goofy graphical glitches like I've had in Skyrim where like, dogs' head stretches or something like that. And it's like, oh, that's stupid and this is ridiculous. And then I kill it and I'm fine because I don't care. Or the server stability is a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Um, getting disconnected, stuff like that. It's like, okay, well, you're asking for everybody to be involved with an online game, but then you don't have the infrastructure to hold this online game. And that's that's going to turn people off. Now, granted, I know I've been saying a lot, like, I know I think I've been luckier than some, maybe, so I don't want to, like, take away the people's criticisms. But, like... um in about 40 hours, I think I've been dropped eight times from servers. That to me is like, eh, that's irritating. People are telling me they've been dropped literally like, oh, I've been dropped a hundred times. I'm like, okay, well, that's a lot more infuriating than I've dealt with. I've had like eight disconnects. <laughs> like that's not, that 24 hour stream, I had zero. We did 24 hours nonstop. We did not have a single crash or freeze. Right. So I'm like, uh, based on that, I, I know that to some degree I'm getting I guess I'm just skidding around some of the glitches. But at the same time, I don't want to take away the fact that those are irritating. And like, if it keeps every now and then it's fine. People need to relax a little bit, but if it's constant, I understand the frustration that comes with it. And I'm worried they're not learning. Look, we need to address these things before, not after. Right. So, I don't I don't think they're learning that at all. They're being very knee-jerk, very mm-hmm. reactionary rather than proactive about it. And right. and that's how they always are though. That's just the thing. That is the Bethesda MO at this point. Yes. Right. It's just I think so many times in the past we've had modders to take care of the problems for us. Like day one sure. Skyrim fixes and stuff like that that you downloaded and you were okay. But that wasn't Bethesda. That was, you know, a develop or one of the modders taking care of it. You know. Mm-hmm. So, the main thing that it is because Starfield. I mean, I'm. 
in it, and I know a lot of people are excited for it. My my big thing, six, which I'm concerned <laughs> that this is obviously giving them quite a pretty solid black eye in the public. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, game wise to an extent I get, but mainly, uh, you know, the whole situation outside of it and the way it seems like it was rushed the way it was. Um, I'm very curious if there, this is going to push them forward or if this is just the thing, because man, if they really pass off minimum effort with an Elder Scroll six and it has, you know, oh surprise guys, we're still gonna use creation 1.0 the engine. <laughs> we're gonna Frankenstein it into another game. It's like, I'm sorry guys, you've got to spend the money and overhaul a few things so that this stops happening. And I think putting it in the multiplayer suite like they did expose new problems because it wasn't meant for a multiplayer thing i mean they duct taped on the quake engine from what i heard is how they uh structured some of this and it's just like guys maybe just make a new engine (laughs) oddly enough the morrowind engine was an mmorpg engine it was actually built for it see and that's the thing is like i know from what i've heard is um (laughs) <laughs> the sorry inklings thing was <laughs> so inklings comment was if they use that engine on because i'm burning the world down <laughs> uh, i don't think you're but, the only one to be honest yeah like yeah I, like if so what, i guess what started like, world war three was it the middle east was it russia <laughs> no bethesda released uh ts6 it, it still engine. had remnants of the morrowind engine in it yeah <laughs> like I guess for me, it's going to come down to what Bethesda does next with the single players. Yes. If there is no improvement, they've lost me. Yeah, and that's that's just it. That's concern Because like, I'm fine with a little mix of both. Player one, there's a co-op one. I like that. I like playing games with my friends. I play Skyrim, and we're all in a party. And usually there's five of us all playing Skyrim. We're just not playing in the same world because that's not a thing. Yeah. So with Fallout, it was like, oh, cool, we actually get to do this for a change. But, like, again, I'm worried that as... It's almost like they've overreached where when Oblivion... You know, when Morrowind came out, the graphics were considered, like, pretty good for the time. When Oblivion came out, I remember when people looked out over those vistas. In hindsight, the potato faces are disturbing, but... I mean, like you looked over those vistas and it was like, holy crap, this is running on like an Xbox 360. Like, how is this possible? And Skyrim came out and my God, like it was gorgeous. And now it's like as much as I enjoy Fallout 76, Fallout 76 is ugly. Like some of the scenery is very pretty, like it's very pretty design. But I mean, you look at the plants and they're pixelated leaves and it's like, okay, this is very clearly the engine that has powered your games for the last decade. Like it's, it's very apparent. So that's just like, I'm worried they're not willing to spend the money to continually push forward. And it's becoming more of a business than a pack, which is a little concerning. And I hope I'm just kind of a little off just maybe because of all the negativity or whatever, because like I say, I'm still enjoying it, but yeesh with some of the stuff. I really don't think you are, though. 
I really don't think you are. That's the sad what, part. That, no, that you're what? off on the terms of um, that it's becoming more of a business. Than yes. It is. No. <sighs> exactly. And that's just it. It's like that. that doesn't mean they can't still be fun, but I like the little touches are always what make them feel special. So they're fun and special. It and, might degrade just to being like, okay, well, yeah, it's it's a fun game with, you know, it's lost its soul, I guess. I, I And I don't want to point out that making money is a bad thing, because it's not. Certainly Everyone not. needs to do that. But there becomes a certain point where people start to look at it more along the lines of, well... Yeah, we don't have to push out that bug fix to make it a more enjoyable game. People already bought it. But let's push out that DLC pack that's really not a DLC pack. It's $30 for horse armor. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, uh, yep. that's what I'm saying. Eventually, someone goes, we could fix the game, but that's only really going to improve the experience for the people that already gave us their money and maybe the handful of people who may still buy it. How can we make more money? I mean, we already saw that with ESO in terms of how can we make more money? Clearly, the subscription, while it would give us guaranteed monthly income, we'd be able to see all that. It's true, or we could just load the, the cash shop up with cosmetics every single month and let the whales spend, instead of $15 a month, they're going to spend 100 Right. Right. And that, that was definitely a business decision, not something for the health of the game, something like adding cosmetics into your game as rewards that you can earn so people stay sub month after month after month no they would rather instead of doing that just load you with cosmetic uh cash shops and then you know instead of getting 15 bucks a month over the next six months as you try to earn it you'll spend 300 dollars in two months and then quit the game because you're out of stuff to do yes that's actually one of the things I hate about Ashes of Creation as well. I'll throw this one in here because they're going sub, but they're also doing a cosmetic cash shop. And I'm like, whatever happened to putting rewards in the game and and relying that your game was actually good and could maintain an audience longer than hoping you just make enough money off the cash shop before people quit. Right. And I mean, <clears throat> in regards to Fallout specifically with mm -hmm. their like cash shop, it's actually kind of weird because like, I get people obviously don't worry about the cash shop until the game is in a, in a place where people are happy that are playing it. Like, sure. you know, some of us are happy and stuff certainly could be improved, but it's like, I'm having tons of fun with it. Stuff like that. Gotten my money's worth out of ready. But like for the people who aren't and the people who are having more issues than I am, it's like, you want to stabilize that. The big thing I have, my one big gripe is the frame rate is all over the place. And that's very jarring. So it's like, I'd like that stabilized. Work on that. Don't worry about the cash shop crap. I know you need money to keep it funding, but it's like, okay, you just got the whole influx of of um, the actual purchases of the game coming. Right. So it's like, you've got your your base level and there's tons of ways to get it in game. It's like the big thing is, like, like I said, those little challenges. I've bought a few things from the cash shop with $0 because by playing the game, I have more atoms than I know what to do with surprise in like four hours i earned a hell of a lot more atoms 
poor people who got like, hey, here's 500 atoms because your bag is trash. Get out of our face. Like, that's the type of thing where I'm like, so that was equivalent to four hours of game to you for doing a chat. Like, that's that's not a good look at all. It's not. No, it, so. it's definitely not considering the amount of money that they, you know, just even sure. if they tried to reproduce the amount of cost. But yeah, you're right. Because they did a box cost as well, that was a considerable amount of cash, especially the amount of people who probably bought the game. Let's just face exactly. it. It had the Fallout name on it. You're going to get people yeah. who just bought it. And I'm whether or not they hate it or love it, it's like they bought into it. Right. Right. And so. some people bought into it and then had to buy again because it didn't come with the game. <laughs> because they got the wrong version and apparently... Good Lord. That's stupid. All right. Yeah. I think we're going to be hitting near the end of... Yeah, not dwell on that too much no. more, but it was worth mentioning because it is the same kind of family. It is. It definitely is. I mean, it's all owned by ZeniMax Media. Not yep. ZeniMax Online Studios. ZeniMax Media owns all of it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, quite honestly, if ZeniMax Media goes down, so does The Elder Scrolls Online. You know, Right. Not that they would, but, you know, that's sure. why. Sure, yeah, I was going to say, after that Oculus victory, I mean, against Facebook, they have more money than they know <laughs> what to do with. Good so, point. Good point. Yeah. But ironically... If we can't make I, good games, we'll sue Facebook. Yeah, the, I mean, the irony is not lost on that they sue facebook which i mean they won that so clearly they had a case in that situation and they had that thing about the guy reselling his copy his sealed copy of um what was it that horror game they have um the evil within within. and yeah he tried to sell it and they actually sent him a cease and desist notice so they'd take him to court because he couldn't legally say that it was new even though it was in the shrink wrap because he wasn't an authorized dealer and they have all these lawsuits and stuff that are out there. And I do, the irony isn't lost on me with the company that I do love, but seems very willing to take things to court is suddenly being taken to court by the people that they keep taking to court. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of karma, maybe. But... Yeah, perhaps. So <laughs> A little bit. Yeah, so a little awkward there. Right. Uh, we got a networking and nerd segment. So once again, yes, so we'll just go through a quick uh, shout out. I forgot to do it last time. We were sleepy and it kind of got <laughs> overlooked and I totally spaced I might have been a little, little tipsy. Yeah, and I was deliriously tired. And <laughs> so um, the shout out that I had meant for last week, but instead I will do this week in networking and nerd is a good friend of mine, um, Bearded Chegg. He's on Twitter and Twitch as Bearded Chegg. It's just B-E-A-R-D-E-D-C-H-E-G. He is the founder of the community known as the hashtag ESO fam. Um, He was kind of my introduction to a lot of the people in this community. He is an incredibly nice guy. Um, He... English is not his first language, and I always joke that he speaks English probably better than I do, <laughs> much like Ark, um, <laughs> where I'm more impressed that people who use my language are better at it than I am. <laughs> um, he is a fantastic um, streamer and just general person. Um, he is a big ESO streamer. He was originally 
Um, oh, thank you. Uh, yes, that's right. It's Chegster26 on uh, Twitter. I actually double typed that when I had a double thing. So I do apologize. Hey, Inklings on point. Thank you, dude. Um, yeah, it's actually Chegster26 is his handle um, on Twitter or Bearded, Bearded Chegg on Twitch. Um, yes, super nice guy. He um, streams very regularly during the It's earlier in the day because his time zone, much like Ark, is very different. Uh, he's not in the U.S., uh, very helpful, always loves teaching people on his stream. He groups with people. Uh, his ESO shtick is he kind of, he vet pugs all his dungeons on stream each day, which the man has patience like none I've seen, uh, which is pretty incredible. Saint Bearded Chegg. Yeah, seriously, Saint Bearded Chegg. Um, but he was pretty much all ESO. He was part of the stream team and stepped down. Um, I mean, it's up to him how far he wants to go into that, but he stepped down for his own reasons. Uh, still streams ESO a bunch and was very excited for Fallout 76 and started to make the transition. He's also an original Fallout fan um, from Fallout 1 and 2, so he's like an old-school Fallout guy. Um, was super excited, and then, of course, boom, Controversy Central around Fallout 76 and all of that. So, unfortunately, he went from one thing that he was like, oh, I'm going to just take a step back for some reasons in the, and right into a different one. So, it, if you get a chance, stop by his stream. He's a super friendly guy, and uh, he's definitely worth a look regardless of what he's playing. But for the most part, I think he's kind of stepped away from that controversy and is trying to mix it up with a few other things. He plays CSC sea of thieves stuff like that lots of fun like casual co-op-y type stuff right and uh yeah it's a fantastic dude and one of the nicest people i've actually met on twitch i met him way back and uh couldn't really be happier than i did very nice well guys i think that's going to be the end of a show dear heaven above this was fun um it was informative and long <laughs> Yeah, I was um, gonna say we almost hit like two hours, I think. Yeah, so, <laughs> pretty yeah, close. Almost two hours at this point. Um, it, it was a good show. Like I think we had a lot to talk about. I'm really glad we did, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it was really good. So of course, if you're interested in following these guys, check them out in the description below. I want to thank my co-hosts. We got Lotus of Doom and Promethean for being on. These guys are amazing. Follow them. Links in the description. You can follow everything we do over at DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com. There you'll find links to all of our social media, including Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, you can check out our Patreon program, patreon.com slash DungeonCrawlerNetwork. If you want to help support the show, you can also do so by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes so people know that we are a real podcast, that we say real words. Sometimes they matter. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Tales of Tamriel, and we will see you next time. See you later, everybody. Have a great night. See you guys. When Akatosh slew Lorcan, he ripped his heart right out. He hurled it across Tamriel, and the heart was heard to shout. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men Red diamond, red diamond Protect us till the end The laughing heart sprayed blood afar A gout on Sir it fell 
And like a dart shot to its mark down in an alien well, magic affused the lork in blood to crystal red and strong. Then wild elves cut and polished it down to chimel at a ball. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. When elves lost, learned to men, Akatosh gave the stone. To Saint Alesh in token of her right to sit the throne Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end